I tell you to be different and creative and think this way. A much used business cliche. Kayla. What is outside the box? You got it. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Outside the Box podcast. It's episode number 174, and you already know we're part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. KB coming at you from Underground Studios and back on the show. HK is in the building. What's going on, brother? Not much. Just chilling, getting ready for Baltimore tomorrow. Going to be hype. We are going to preview all things Homewood, all things Baltimore from the flurry of transactions that happened to Jeff Teat. Finally here, he's going to make his debut this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, not on TV, which we'll get into. Uh, and then we'll also get into our picks of the week, lines, all that good stuff. And uh, I'll also let Harrison give his thoughts on Las Vegas lacrosse because it's official. We had that episode come out. On Tuesday, we just tweeted it out to at OTB Laxpod. And shout out to the Las Vegas Lacrosse social media manager, whoever it may be. They keep hyping us up. They keep retweeting, quote tweeting, replying. And we're like one of 66 people they follow. So, and we were the first media outlet that wasn't like Sportico or, you know, TSN or Sports Center that they followed. So, Big ups to them, and, you know, it's always hashtag Vegas Lacrosse Ownership Group. Come on the podcast challenge. Uh, but before we get started, show would not be possible without our kick-ass sponsors, the homies at Tomahawk Shades. You guys know I'm rocking the blue light glasses every single time I'm in front of a screen. You guys are watching lacrosse on TV this weekend. You should be wearing your blue lights. If you're in Baltimore, you should have the sunglasses on. What are you doing if you're not wearing Tomahawk Shades in Kyle Harrison's final game at Homewood Field? Like, what are you doing? You're, you're just not living properly. Tomahawk Shades, the best eyewear in the game. That small batch premium eyewear. Go to TomahawkShades.com, fill up your cart, and when you go to checkout, use our code USP to get 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your entire order. And, of course, our friends... It's it's the summer of stateside. Harrison, let the people know what concoction you got in the glass. So I got right here a little bit of the stateside vodka seltzer, black cherry flavor, with a little bit of lemonade and simple syrup, and it is fire. I mean, it's fire on its own, but a little added extra bits there makes it taste even better. What What's the, the rating scale of your, your own concoction? Man. 
This is a 10 out of 10 right here. So basically, basically what Harrison's saying is stateside is the most perfect drink that you can have. There's nothing better. Stateside vodka. It's the summer of stateside. Go get the the vodka soda party pack at statesidevodka.com. If you want to support our network and all of our endeavors, you go to statesidevodka.com. Add the one liter bottles of vodka to your cart and use code USP for 10% off those bad boys. It's certified gluten-free, kosher, seven times distilled. It's got electrolytes in it. It's uh, it's actively hydrating. It's It's got all the good stuff that you could possibly need. And, of course, you got to be 21 or older to purchase, and please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer. If you don't have a stateside in hand, you should have a Kenny in the other. Uh, Kenwood Beer, the best. The best beer on the planet. They are locally brewed in Philadelphia. Where else would you want to get your beer from other than Philadelphia? They just got a brand new batch and got the email from our, our guys at Kenny. They said, hey, we got beers for you. And I said, hey, I'll be there to pick them up. Don't you worry. Uh, Kenwood Beer. Use the Kenny tracker at KenwoodBeer.com to see who's got Kenny's on tap. And, of course, you got to be 21 or older to enjoy an ice-cold Kenny. And please drink responsibly. Harrison, we got a loaded weekend. We'll be in Baltimore, so we'll see all the suckers in Baltimore this weekend. Uh, we've got a loaded weekend, a loaded schedule of lacrosse games going down at Homewood Field, historic Homewood Field. Is this your first trip to Homewood? Yeah. I mean, I've driven past it a couple times going through Baltimore, and like I've seen it during lacrosse tournaments and stuff, but never actually been there. I've been looking to get there too because Johns Hopkins is – the historic lacrosse school, I'd say, that them in Maryland. It is an electric factory of just history, of like just vibes. And uh, the first time I was there was in 2019 for for Homewood weekend, and the the sellout crowd for the night game of Whip Snakes Atlas when it actually meant something, because that's when it was majority Hopkins versus majority Maryland. Uh, kind of a fabricated rivalry, as we've said uh, on this podcast, because you're not a rivalry until there are multiple wins from both teams in those matchups. And uh, Atlas have not beaten Whipsnakes uh, one time, as as far as my knowledge is concerned. So until Atlas can get two dubs over Whipsnakes, we do not have a rivalry on our hands. Um but that is the night game, and the biggest uh, news from that game, I'd say, outside of it being, you know, the Maryland boys coming in to invade Hopkins, is that uh, he's here. The number one overall pick, Jeff T, will be making his debut. He will be active Friday night against Whip Snakes, and for all intents and purposes, I'm most excited for this game, not because I know like whip snakes until somebody proves that they can beat them uh you know i'm gonna pick them but i'm just excited to see what the hell is going on in ben rubier's mind in terms of building this team and we all know it's going to be built around jeff teat but where he plays jeff teat specifically is what i'm you know intrigued by is he going to be playing at x is it going to be eric law at x like what is what is the decision making going to be when it comes to just how much playing time Jeff T gets, you know, how are they going to ease him in uh, to game action? One hell of a way to make a debut is against the defending champs. Um, 
but I'm very excited to watch Jeff Teat in person. Yeah, I mean, Atlas' season has really all been building towards this moment, this game with Jeff Teat finally coming in. Uh, again, I think keeping Eric Law at X would be the smart move to ease him in and maybe then get him some uh, Teat some reps at X along with Law. Get them both working at that position and see which one works out in favor, in Atlas's favor, I should say. Um, it's going to be an electric atmosphere, regardless. Uh, I mean, this weekend is going to be huge for every team, pretty much, especially Redwoods. With we'll get into into that later, but uh, man, I, I'm interested to see how this offense is going to tick with under uh, Ruby or with T in. Yeah, because that it's was the pick. Be a whole you know, new look team. It really is, and this is the man they've been waiting for. That was the pick. Everybody, myself included, said they should have taken Michael Sowers at first, and then they go T, and it's like, oh, it makes sense. They traded, you know, their version of Michael Sowers in Rob Pinnell to the Redwoods. So, whole new look offense. I mean, Atlas pulled off the big win against Redwoods. So, we'll see. Um, you know, what they're able to do, the casualty of Jeff Teat coming over and getting taken off the unavailable to travel list is uh, James Pinnell goes into the player pool. So Rob's brother, currently a free agent. Uh, but that was not the only move made because a shit ton of moves have been made. We're recording this on the 24th uh, from June 21st to <laughs> June 22nd was the uh the Jeff Teed announcement but June 21st was like rostered moves it was like move in day in college because everybody was moving around uh we'll get to the we'll do the injuries and and cuts and signings first before we get into uh you know everybody's favorite juicy gossip topic um but first things first this chrome team man i'm sorry to anybody that put a futures bet on chrome because this team is just they are riddled by injuries. Uh, they can't stay healthy. JT Giles Harris moves to the pup list, uh, which I'm not 100% sure what that entails, um, whether that's he's closer to being ready or if he's just not close to being ready at all. Um, it just sucks that we haven't seen JT play in a chrome uniform yet. Jesse Bernhardt, who got injured uh, in Atlanta, he is moved to the injured list. Eric Scott for chaos has been moved to the injured list. Wes Berg has been moved to the injured list for chaos. Uh, so they'll be without one of their big snipers against the Redwoods. But the Redwoods have a flurry of their own injuries. Uh, Jack Near and John Sexton will not be in that defense this weekend against chaos. They are both on the injured list as well as Ryan Lee. So the, the off-ball uh, attack for Redwoods will either be Matt Cavanaugh or Ryder Garnsey, which I mean, if it's Ryder, it'll be fun to hopefully see him get more involved in the offense. Just sucks because Ryan Lee has had like ridiculous chemistry with Rob Pinnell to start the year. He's worked well with Jules off ball. Um, those are three, like probably the most notable injuries besides Westberg um, going into this weekend that like that sucks for the Redwoods. Yeah, I mean, most of their defense is just obliterated, which is going to be brutal going against uh, this Chaos team, even as shaky as their season started. Uh, and, I mean, the Chrome are just basically the 2018 Eagles, I feel like. 
just they're just by injuries and <laughs> underperforming. They're they're an ER unit. It's it's rough. Like they're gonna yeah, reboot. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna reboot. They've got a. They've got they're gonna the, uh, <laughs> Eagles medical staff. It's insane. They're gonna reboot ER, but it's gonna be Chrome edition, like how they had like uh, CSI Miami and CSI New York. It's gonna be ER Chrome, um, and it's just gonna be the yeah. entire Chrome roster in a, in hospital beds because they can't stay healthy, and it, it makes me sad because I thought they were gonna be a really good team this year, and there's like, just so many injuries that you can only do so much to overcome them. Um, but we'll get more into Chrome in just a little bit. Uh, the Water Dogs released Casey Dowd to the player pool, their backup faceoff man. Uh, and then here's where a plethora of moves come in. Bryce Wasserman, the reigning MLL MVP, is back in the league. He is with the chaos now. More than likely the move to offset Westberg going on the injured uh, list. Cole Williams, oh, mid midfielder, goes to the Water Dogs. Nick Cardiel goes to Chrome. Defensively, that's going to be Jesse Bernhardt's replacement uh, for the time being. The big move that I think comes out of this, obviously, with Jack Near being out, Redwoods get one hell of a steal. Kevin Unterstein was just out there in the player pool. He's going to be on this Redwoods roster. I think that's a massive steal for them. And if he can play well, I think he's going to, you know, make the case to stay on this roster to be able to go get a guy like Kevin Unterstein who's proven he can play in this league. He's a he's a solidified like solid veteran. I'm I'm very excited that like if Jack Near's going to be out, Kevin Unterstein is like one of the guys that like if he's there, I'm like yeah, give me him. I mean, I didn't even realize he was out on the player pool. That's a hell of a player to be stuck without a team. Uh, like the, the Redwoods made a steal by getting him out out of there, uh, especially missing the players that they are. Uh, I feel like he's going to slot in real nicely and just really elevate this team, uh, especially past their loss this uh, last weekend or two weekends ago against Atlas. Yeah, CJ Costabile gets signed by Chaos is one of their three moves. Uh, I like that a lot for uh, you know him coming in as an LSM. I think that's going to put a spark into this Chaos team. Tate Boyce. Gets signed by Chrome, uh, backup goalie for them. Brendan Gleason, former Redwood, revenge game, uh, gets signed after being cut by Cannons pre, uh, prior to the season starting. He's now on chaos. I like that move. I think he's going to fit in well with them. Uh, Ryan Smith moved from the unavailable to travel list. He's now with chaos. I like that a lot for chaos. He's a fucking machine. Uh, they drafted him this year. He's going to be exactly something that they needed. desperately need on that attack line. Uh, Ethan Walker, Ethan Walker, Texas Ranger. He has moved off the unavailable to travel list. He is with the Water Dogs. Another debut that I'm very excited to watch uh, because I was jaw on the ground when I saw that Ethan Walker fell to the fourth round in the draft this year. Um, he's a certified we, weapon. We going what? Second like round, 15, I think we had. Overall. I think yeah. we had him in like 15, mid second round. Yeah. So he, he's a player who deserved to be up there. And the fact that he fell that far is ridiculous. Yeah. 
Theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else. Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more. Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. So I'm pumped to watch him play. I think he's going to get a ton of playing time, especially since Michael Sowers is still out this week. Um, and I think he's going to get a chance to prove himself. And then obviously we said Jeff Teat will be making his debut with Atlas. Um, so those are all the injury signings, player pool uh, craziness that happened in like a two-hour time span on social media. It, it really was like two hours too. Like It was, it was bam, move bam, after bam, move bam, after bam, move. Bam, bam. I felt like the Kermit gift. Juicy stuff now, though. I felt like the Kermit gift where he's typing on the typewriter, trying to keep up with everything oh, yeah. going on. I was like, "What the hell is happening?" Here's another thing: the PLL, like we love the league. Don't get us wrong, but one thing that like I need adjusted from like people who cover the league and people who talk about like the roster moves and stuff like that. And this is probably even for like you know your traditional journalists, newspaper people. Send us a list. <laughs> of the people that get signed or whatever, or make like a big announcement with like the list and then or do that on here, do that on a Wednesday, right? So it's midweek, whatever Thursday before the games happen, allow there to be media availability with the coaches. So we can pick their brains about what the fuck was going on and like why they made the moves they did. That would be great. That would help us out a lot. And we could get a lot of content out of that. It makes too much sense. It's like they do that in the NFL. Like if guys get signed or guys get injured, boom, there's a press conference the next day. They do that in in basketball. They do it in hockey. They do it in baseball. Let's make it happen. Let's make it easier (laughs) because then there's more content to be talked about with the league. Um, It's just a small little thing that we need. Small little thing. Um, But let's get into the like reality TV <laughs> aspect of it's the roster moves. Keeping up with, keeping up with the stats. <laughs> the, uh, the news that broke the internet in Boston has uh, finally been resolved as Austin Stotts and Matt Gaudet after going under the, uh, the player committee, whatever you want to call it. I can't even think of what they called it right now. Uh, ipso facto, they were on the suspended list, both of them, uh, unanimously, which is also very wild. Um, both unanimously, uh, had their votes and both of their contracts have been terminated. And what that means is they are no longer in the league. They have been kicked out of the league essentially for lack of a better term. The contracts in the PLL, you sign those with the league and not with the teams you're on, um, which makes a ton of sense because there's a lot of movement and it's not really like 
home base type stuff. So like the contracts being with the league makes a ton of sense. Uh, but Mac Audet, Austin Stotts, two friends of the program, uh, are no longer active PLL players. Yeah. Uh, I was really shocked about the unanimous part, too. I, I thought there would have been at least a couple dissenters to both of them. But you had to imagine that there was going to be some serious repercussions for the entire incident, considering that a man lost a finger or part of a finger. Um, it's just wild that they're permanently, well, as of right now, permanently, I guess. Here's my thing. It, it's like if you were going to plan on bringing them back next year or whenever, I don't know how long the suspended list lasts. I would assume at least for the entirety of a season. Why wouldn't you just keep them on the suspended list and reevaluate it after the season if you planned on bringing them back? I think it's one of those things where like Austin Stotts has been in the league since the jump, but he didn't play his quote unquote rookie year because he was rehabbing from ACL surgery. And Matt Gaudette was a rookie last year. It's something that's like super easy for the league to just say, we're going to wash our hands completely of these guys. And sure, they have like notoriety. They have names that people recognize, but it's not like, you know, they've contributed massive playing time it's not like they're you know they've won titles or whatever like i think it was something super simple for the league to be like okay like we can just wash our hands of this situation not have to deal with any of the backlash not have to deal with any of the controversy um and and just move on and i mean you know it kind of sets a precedent now and hopefully players realize that they can't screw around they can't you know get too crazy turnt uh, that's why we always say drink responsibly after our two alcohol sponsors. Um, you got to, you know, with a league that's on the rise, like the PLL being in year three, getting back to the travel model this year, you you got to you gotta be on your P's and Q's every single week. Like you have to set the example. You have to like let people know that like we're an up and coming league and like we're trying to make this shit legit as it possibly can. And when you have like big ass outlets talking about, you know, a pro lacrosse player getting his finger bitten off, when you have Pat McAfee talking about it on his show that gets thousands upon thousands of concurrent viewers every single day in the peak afternoon hour time slot on YouTube and Sirius XM, like that's going to like turn a lot of heads. And sure, will it bring people over to the league to like see what the hell's going on? And it's like, is this like hell in a cell meets lacrosse? Probably, but you're also going to get a bunch of people saying, oh, this is like, you know, what lacrosse guys are known for. And like, this is like the typical like beer league nonsense. And that's why nobody takes pro lacrosse seriously. So like you have to weigh those factors if you're, you know, the the player committee board. And I can totally understand why it was just like, yeah, we we have to like clean ourselves of this situation completely and and not have to worry about any repercussions from any outside sources. I'm sure, you know, investors in the league and, and backers and stuff had a lot to say about everything going on too with the, the public image of the league. If they were to bring these guys back, um, will we ever see them on a PLL field again? Who knows? Who knows what their future holds? All I know is, I don't know. All I know is we'll see them in the NLL. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if this carries over to the NLL because Matt Gaudette has a contract with the Halifax Thunderbirds. 
Austin Stotts, obviously, with the San Diego Seals. Um, it, it'll be very interesting to see if any of this carries over um, to the floor in December when the NLL kicks off. But sucks. Two talented guys um, that are now out of the league. I think this is definitely going to be carrying over to the NLL once the they kick off games again. I wouldn't be surprised if the first thing we see in uh, in a game between those two teams is a fight between Stotts and Gaudet because they're going to be I, – I, I imagine they want to get at each other's throats right now. I mean, they probably both think that the other person has cost them a, a spot in the league, in the PLL, I should say. So – it's going to be ugly when they get both get out there, but I have to imagine, uh, based off, again, what you said with the why not just keep them suspended, I have to imagine that they don't plan on bringing these guys back for at least another two, three years if they even want to bring these guys back at all, which would really suck because they are both talented players, extremely talented. Uh, which I at mean, that point... Scott's- at that point, if you're going to wait two to three years, like you don't know what their their talent level will be like from a PLL exactly. standpoint in the league. You don't know who's going to be in the league at that point. You don't know what new expansion teams will be around that will allow more talent to come in because even with all of the moves that have happened over the past couple of days that we've seen, there's still a number of guys that are still out in the player pool. Guys like Mark Matthews are still not on a team like – there, there's plenty of guys that are out there, re- literally. Like, there's plenty of guys out there that still could be on a roster that don't bring the baggage of what happened in Boston. So, like, I, I don't know if we'll ever see them suit up in the PLL again, and I don't know if a team that is existing right now or in the future would want to burden themselves with with that baggage. Yeah, and you never know if the possibility of something like that will happen again. I mean, what what if Goddard goes from this to this to this? Like, yeah, you, you never know. So it sucks because they're they're two two uh, of the boy. You I mean, tell what I was just doing, but I had like middle fingers being chopped off. Yeah, the uh, I mean, Austin Sats is the OG guest of the show first player we ever had on the show so it sucks that like you know this shit happened and yeah it it's wild like i i totally get why it happened i i'm totally like handshake like i agree like i totally understand uh it's just a shitty situation so hey best of luck to those guys absolutely hopefully they they figure it out and maybe we'll see them on the nll the other thing of like carrying over to the nll is like do these nll teams want to deal with this like this Halifax and like oh, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure San Diego has Austin under contract so like that'll be an interesting aspect but like Gaudet's on the unprotected roster list for Halifax does he get picked up by Panther City and then put him in the same division as Austin Stotts in the West which would be unbelievable Please. content <laughs> um I, I I think I would just pass out from excitement right now I would simply pass away yeah, um, right there. Just so I mean, put, stick a fork in me. I'm done. Like both of these guys are under contract in the NLL one way or another because we obviously know Matt Gaudet broke the news that he signed his contract uh, on the podcast a couple months ago. Um, 
So I mean, like, it'll be it's going to be interesting to follow this saga because I don't know if it's going away anytime soon just because of the NLL factor. But hey, them's beat the breaks, and uh, hopefully those two figure it out when it comes to the field game, and who knows if we'll ever see them again. But hey, I, it was fun. It was fun while it lasted. It was fun while it lasted in the PLL for them. Shout, shout out to the the content and the hyena laughs while we got the the, the laugh will live forever. in PLL lore forever. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work, and with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP, breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. Easily, it just just like the the Jokerness of it, it felt like something Heath Ledger's Joker would have laughed, or how he would have laughed. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I mean, the the fact of the matter, like you know, he he brought it every single day, content wise. They made shirts out of it. Like it's one of our most viewed blogs on our website. When I did the the Jigsaw blog. Uh, where I compared Matt Gaudette to Jigsaw from Saw, um, which he ended up reading, which was hilarious. Um, so we'll see where that goes. But we've got a, a killer weekend in Baltimore coming up. Tons of games on deck. Um, and it's obviously getting kicked off with Whip Snakes and Atlas that was supposed to be on NBCSN. But the stinking Stanley Cup playoffs decided, nah. We're going to come in with a game seven and we're going to kick Whipsnake's Atlas off of TV and spoil the debut of Jeff Teat from being on TV. So it's going to be on Peacock for free. So everyone's going to be able to watch it on Peacock for free at least. Um, we got Redwoods Chaos on Saturday night at 5.15. Water Dogs Archers at 8 o'clock on NBCSN and Peacock. Um, and then Sunday, we got two afternoon games, 12 p.m., Cannons Atlas, the Paul Rabel revenge game, and then uh, 245, we got Chrome Whip Snakes, which if everybody was healthy, that game would be so much better. Um, but let's talk about this Whip Snakes Atlas game first. We kind of hinted at most of it, but it's obviously like the Maryland Invasion game. It's the fabricated rivalry game, and there's no real remnants of Hopkins guys left on this Atlas roster, really. Outside of maybe a couple guys, Joel Tinney, I know for a fact, shout out to the boy, friend of the show. Um, but let me look at this Atlas roster real quick before I continue rambling about how there's no Hopkins guys and there's probably like 17 million. So Tucker Durkin um, is also there. So we got Tucker Durkin. We've got John Crawley, Joel Tinney. So there's three. We've got, yeah, three guys left from the original, like, this is the Hopkins roster. 
Um, so it's not really like a Hopkins Maryland rivalry in my opinion anymore. It was never really a rivalry. I brought this up on the pod that we dropped on Tuesday with DJ. Um, I said that Atlas fans, Harrison, are <laughs> Atlas fans are the equivalent uh, to like Lakers fans, Yankees fans uh, in the PLL. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> when uh, when <laughs> when they make the playoffs they for the first anything. time. Here's the thing: when they make the playoffs for the first time, they're gonna be like. Y'all don't know the struggle of missing the playoffs. We had to we had to grind to get here. We had to build this team to get here. And it's realistically only gonna take them like four or five years to get there. And like they're gonna be oh, like not even. You, you didn't even play in the first round draft pick game in 2019 and get embarrassed in Philadelphia. You don't know the struggle. It's they're literally gonna be like that. And like I can't wait to be right about that. Oh yeah. It's it's like, first of all, what past are you gonna go back to like Cowboys we traded we like, traded yeah, all our good that. players you're gonna have that mentality without actually having a history like simmer down a little bit bud they're gonna be like we traded paul rabel rob pinnell we traded everybody on our roster to get here you don't know what it's like and it's it's so accurate like i can already hear it in my yeah. ears that that is going to be every single ounce of what their play their first playoff appearance is going to be like i mean you take into the fa- uh into account that most atlas fans are also children so fair yeah the only uh, the only adult is going to be pervasive throughout the, the only adult atlas fan that also does not fit that stereotype is Diggs. oh easily he's the only one i've seen on twitter that's not like completely in denial about this team and also not a child. And I think the other the other part that's hilarious about this is that like the Atlas fans that existed for the first two years of the PLL, I'd say like forty percent of them jumped ship and became Cannons fans because they're just Rabel fans. So it's like they're not even like actually Atlas fans, and now they're just jumping on bandwagons to follow Paul's career because they don't want to admit that they're just massive Paul Rabel fans which is totally fine it's just like don't claim a team and say that you're an Atlas fan and it's like oh uh, the cannons are back I've always been a Boston diehard gonna follow the Boston cannons you know in their new saga no like you're just a Paul Rabel fan which is totally okay to admit just say you're fans of players and not teams yeah like you didn't see all a lot of Real Madrid fans jump ship and go to Juventus when Ronaldo left you saw Ronaldo fans jump ship from Real to move to Juventus when it's like Ronaldo LeBron went to Juventus. It's, it's like it's LeBron. Just, yeah, LeBron too. Like, just admit you're a fan of the player. We're not going to hold any judgment against you. We, you're not a bandwagon fan. You're a player fan. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, we've got Atlas Whip Snakes. Um, I mean. <laughs> I, we, we've said it hundreds upon hundreds of times until Atlas actually wins a game against Whip Snakes. It, it can't even be considered a rivalry, especially since you have to win multiple games for it to be a rivalry. The The other thing is like Whip Snakes haven't lost in almost two years. So until the Whip Snakes lose a game, which I mean, to be fair, Atlas looked very good in Atlanta against uh, the Redwoods. They look like a totally different team. 
on defense. Jake Carraway is a menace. Um, should be voting for him in the all-star ballots 100%. Um, but I, there's no reason that you should be taking Atlas unless you just like have a sick, twisted, demented gambling mind. And it's like, I'm going to take the boost because if you look at the odds right now, um, Atlas are plus two and a half, which in a normal world of gambling, like plus two and a half in like, say like baseball, that's like you, you take that every time you possibly can, but like plus two and a half against the whip snakes is tough to justify. And it's only plus plus one twelve odds. Uh, and then the money line for Atlas is plus two forty five. There's just there's no value there. The only value I'd say, maybe, I don't even know. I, I if you're a gambling person like myself, like Harrison, you don't touch this game. It, it's just too all over the place. Like maybe wait until tomorrow, see if there's any shifts, uh, like in the over under or the money line a bit, but like. I'm not touching the the plus two and a half, the minus two and a half. Um, you know, and who knows? Whip Snakes, like we said, have a, an overtime kink. So, like, who knows if Atlas plays them tough and, and takes them to overtime. And the over-under is just too sketchy for me because we don't know what Atlas team is going to show up. And sure, the Whip Snakes defense is good, but, like, Cannons were able to find a way to score on them. Uh, I just don't like betting on this game at all. We'll get to our overall picks later, but like justifying any of those gambling lines is lunacy. But like, you gotta say that whip snakes are gonna spoil the Jeff Teat debut. Yeah, I mean, that's the logical thing to say, but to be fair, this has been a completely illogical year, which is the only reason I would even think about betting atlas just because of how crazy everything has gone in sports this year but again th this is a game i'm not touching with a six foot pole i'm not touching it with a 12 foot pole like it's i'm not touching it hell i'm not touching it with a long stick midi pole yeah i'm not touching <laughs> it with three of them <laughs> like, there's the only things that i'm really intrigued by in this game is like we said jeff teed's debut how he plays with Eric Law, with Jake Carraway, and the rest of the offense. Like, that's going to be – this is a just sit down and enjoy the game type of game um, because the Whip Snakes are going to put on a clinic like they always do. You get a Trevor Baptiste versus Joe Nardella face-off matchup. Um, at Homewood. You get, at Homewood. You get Kincannon versus Burn Lore. We'll see which Kincannon shows up uh, in this game. Out. It, I mean, it's going to be sellout crowd. That's the best part, yeah. too, is, you know, they tweeted out today as we record this that there are no more tickets available as of now. So it's going to be sellout crowd at Homewood for the second straight time that they travel there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's the the real, like, if you want something to pay attention to in this game outside of the whip stakes more than likely winning is just watch how Jeff T plays with the guys on this offense. That's what I'm yeah. going to be paying attention to literally all night as we watch this game at Homewood. Just, yeah, as you said, sit back and enjoy. You, you can watch both attacks just go to work. You can appreciate the defensive staunchness of Whip Snakes while at the same time taking in this new style of Atlas offense, which is going to be interesting to watch. Um, and it's just going to be nice to see the – the light blue of Johns Hopkins, even though Atlas aren't really a Johns Hopkins team anymore, taking on probably the red of Whip Snakes. I, I can't imagine that they're going to be wearing their greens. 
which sucks uh, because those green johns those are, are the best absolutely beautiful but they're the best jersey they are top three jersey in the league easily easily but you know you have to go with the red versus blue once you're at homewood and it's yeah. just going to be a fun time we're going to be on the field this time which is going to be really which is cool, wild though. because 2019 when i was there we were in the press box um hey. You go from the, the press box at Gillette to the on-field at Homewood. That's too gr- hell of a of an experience coming back to Pro Lacrosse Live. I will take being on the field at Homewood simply because it's Kyle Harrison's last time at Homewood as a professional player, and being field level for that is going to be electric. And let's talk about that game because it's the next game on the schedule. Chaos Redwoods. This is like the second rivalry in the league, I'd say outside of Redwoods whip snakes being like the, the number one rivalry. I think chaos Redwoods is like the next closest step to being a rivalry. And we'll get another chapter of it this weekend. Like we said, that Redwoods defense is decimated right now. Um, Chaos has a, another brand new offensive look coming into this week. Um, I fully expect this game to be very high scoring uh, just from what we've seen so far and what we know of just the rosters right now defensively. The over-under, if you're not smashing the over 20 and a half, I fully expect both of these teams to score like 10 goals apiece. So like, I'm predicting a 15-14 game, or maybe not 15-14, but it's going to be a high scoring close one. Uh, the, these yeah. are two offenses lining up against very weekend defenses. Yeah, they're going to expect both Reardon and Troutner to stand on their heads. And don't put it by Kyle Harrison for him to not put in a hat trick in his final homecoming to Homewood. I don't know if he'll put up a hattie just because of who is on Timing. this Redwoods yeah. team. He's totally going to score. Like, if there's a prop to. bet... If there's a prop bet for Kyle Harrison to score a goal, like please smash that. Um, the thing that just concerns me is like it sucks because I hate shit talking our our people, and it's like Andy Towers has had he Andy Towers right now is like Brett Brown, like he's had to deal with new lineups every single week instead of every single season. Although he's done it every single season, the way that he makes moves and everything, uh. It's just the the revolving door of a roster that is chaos right now due to injuries, due to the unavailable to travel list, due to just a, a number of reasons is the only reason that, like, I would say if you want to pick a team to win this game, you go Redwoods because their offense is healthy. The defense is definitely going to be sus. At least they have Garrett Apple back there who... You know, we've we've had our gripes with, but Apple's looked fantastic to start this season. Um, that's the biggest concern, and that's why I just say just if you want to do anything gambling-wise, which, like I said, we're going to get into our picks as a whole, I, I'm totally smashing that over. I think the thing to watch is the Redwoods midfield against this chaos defense because of how like high-octane this midfield can be for the Redwoods offensively. I feel like this will be a game where Sergio and Miles pull up from two exponentially, and you're going to see two bombs fly. Um, 
just because they can get away with it. Their physicality is going to allow them to get around this defense. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be that matchup of what does Jared Newman do? You know, and you can't really rely on Jack Rowlett to be your lone defenseman that does everything for you. So it, it's the the midfield of Redwoods and just their offensive ability to go in and execute around this chaos defense that has gotten torched early in games. Like that first half is going to determine the outcome of the game 100%. Yeah, I mean, with the Redwoods, the first half has really been the catalyst too. Um, I mean, the chaos are an absolute chaos right now going back to the rotating door of players they signed. It's going to be interesting to see how their new signings really fit in with the squad and if they can pick it up right away. I mean, Bryce Wasserman played, what, two games with the Cannons early on? One. Them, right? he, One. He, he was on the roster for opening weekend, but he didn't play. I thought he got some time in during one of the games. Did he? He might have, but like it wasn't anything of note. I, and, I mean, he's the reigning MLL winning captain of this. Of a, he's of the a MVP. Cannons. MVP, yeah. So... I just I'd have to assume that he's raring to go trying to prove that he's still that caliber player after being basically spat upon by every other team but chaos. Yeah, and I mean you you have Josh Byrne who I think is gonna have a sensational game, especially with the injuries yeah. for Redwoods on defense. So that's something yeah. to watch is like how does Nat and how does Chris Collins and, and this defense decide to match up on Josh Byrne because that's where the offense is going to flow from 100% this week. So, I mean, that's going to be the other like flip side matchup is like who gets the Josh Byrne assignment. I think you have to put Apple on Josh Byrne considering he's the only defender still in this lineup who's played in the opening two weekends. Right. That, that would be the, that would be the logical thing to do. Yeah, I mean, and he's your best but, defender on the roster that's going to be active, so. Yeah, but at the same time, Apple regularly gets torched by the creative players like Josh Byrne. We saw Rambo do it to him a couple years ago. Or not a couple years ago, last year in the bubble. Uh, and Josh Byrne is just going, again, he's one of the most creative players on the field. I'm looking for him to score a highlight real goal this weekend against the Redwoods. At least one. And I mean, we'll, we'll when it comes hands out for the chaos. When it comes to like Josh Byrne, like he's going to create, but like he's the only guy on this offense that has been consistent because he's the only guy that's either been healthy or that has played. And he's going to be playing with a whole new attack line this week again. Um, so I'm interested to see how like he adjusts. I think the other thing, like, yeah, Apple struggles against the creative type of players, but it's not like Josh Burns, like a speed finesse guy that's going to come out and like just torch Apple, like at least like physically Apple and Josh Burns can like bash heads and it's going to be a matchup to watch. Um, and like Apple looks like he has pep in his step this year as compared to the bubble last year where like we were like, wow, he's washed. Um so, like, that's a benefit for the Redwoods defensively this weekend. But I'm also intrigued to see how, like, Nat uses Kevin Unterstein in this game. You know, being kind of cold, coming off the street, fitting in with a new team. Um, 
that's going to be an interesting like chemistry wise thing how he uh gets incorporated into this this redwoods defense has the short stick d midi fitting in for jack near um so i can't wait to see like these active rosters tomorrow too like who's active and who's not and that's the thing for these two teams like chaos has to avoid going on four um because if they if they start the year zero and four like they might as well just start thinking about selling off pieces at the trade deadline they might as well start looking towards the draft next year and kind of just telling Curtis Dixon, like, don't even worry about playing this year, pal. Like, we'll, we'll figure something out. Or you trade Curtis Dixon and, and let him come play for another team when he's able to travel. Um, this game is going to be electric. I'm glad it's a night game or pseudo night game. It'll be like a, a sunset game leading into archers water dogs uh at 8 p.m under the lights we get two night games at homewood which is very exciting um the water dogs looked fantastic in atlanta they found their stride they won both of their games even without michael sowers um you know that's what this team needed to do in order to like stay alive right now um because after that that game against the Cannons in Boston, they looked like a team that was just like they didn't know what to do. But now they're two and one. Ryan Brown cooked in Atlanta, like he ate and then some. Um, and I mean, sure, their goal differential is one, but also that's the same situation for Redwood. So like two very similar teams right there. But Water Dogs, Archers, Archers have <laughs> a score differential of sixteen. <laughs> They've only allowed 14 goals. They've scored 30, which isn't even the most in the league. Um, but they've only played two games uh, as compared to the the teams that have more goals than them who have played three. So take that for what you will. But this Archers team is disgusting. They are, I'm pretty sure, let me see here if they are. Um they are not the odds on favorite right now to win the championship. So if you have money, uh, go hammer the archers at plus 300 to win the championship. Um, because that is free money just waiting for you in your, your DK account. Um, I like this matchup though. I, I think with the way the water dogs played last week, Ryan Brown going up against, you know, this archers offense, you've got uh, Mikey Schlosser playing out of his mind. For this Water Dogs team, um, I, I think this matchup is going to be very high scoring and it's going to come down to, you know, the the goalie battle of who doesn't allow more goals to get past them, Gittleman or Dylan Ward. And I, I'm very excited to watch these two teams play each other because I think they match up in a way that like their skill sets are very different, but it's going to be a fun potential playoff preview. <laughs> They get the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Yeah, uh, I do think that the Archers will come away from this game with the win solely because of how ridiculous this Archers team has been playing. But both of them are going to go out there and play some really fun lacrosse. Just very high-octane offensive styles for both of them. 
uh, especially with the Archers' offense. I I can't say enough good things about the Archers' attack. It's they just go out there and put the ball on a string, kind like no other team I've seen before. It looks like the Suns' offense right now just whipping it around, finding the open man, and getting that right shot off. It's absurd. And then going to the Water Dogs, they've got their their attack, who last week really put it, clicked it all together, put it into high gear, and just started scoring again, which is what we've been waiting for this Water Dogs offense to really do. It's going to be a high-scoring game, so hammer that over and... Again, yeah, I, I can't believe that the Archers aren't the odds-on favorites to win the title. I, they look like it right now. I, I don't know if I would. Snakes, but I don't know if I'd hammer the over in this game just because it's pretty high. It's twenty-five and a half, and like the Archers' defense oh, is. Wait. Dis- I didn't realize it was. Yeah, yeah, not the over, the over, but <laughs> the over under is twenty-five and a half. Um, and the Archers defense is disgusting. Um, you know, you got Warren Jeffrey got they, cyborg they win 20 to five. <laughs> they got Highly cyborg not, Graham Hasek back there. They've got Jackson place. They've got Matt McMahon. Like, I mean, it's Eli Gobrek revenge week. Like he gets to play against his former team. So that's going to be exciting to watch how he matches up against his former teammates. Um, but like, I, I love this. This might be, Looking at, at the games this weekend, this might be game of the week for me. And I feel like going into every week, any game involving the Archers could be game of the week as long as they're playing the way they are. Um, but this game like, is going to be a lot of fun. I, I can't wait for this one. Uh, I'm dubbing this the KB game of the week. So Archers, Water Dogs, I think this one is on... If I'm not mistaken, yes, this game's on NBCSN, so like makes a ton of sense. There, the league is pitching it as like game of the week almost. Saturday, Saturday night lacrosse um, under the lights at Homewood. Like you can't ask for anything better, and uh, this is going to be a very fun game. Hopefully, it's like light pur- light purple jerseys against orange jerseys, um, which would make a ton of sense because. Don't think you'd want to have dark purple or light purple up against navy blue. That would just be painful on the eyes. Please don't do that, PL. Please don't do that. Just for the, the simple aesthetics of like watching the game. Please don't put the archers in navy blue. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for this game. And then Sunday we've got Atlas Cannons at 12 o'clock. The Paul Rabel revenge game playing against his former team, and uh, the way Cannons have been playing not much else to say like i they are a team that i look forward to just watching continue to grow as a team and continue to grow as a roster um offensively defensively nick morocco should be an all-star right now so if you're not voting for him to be like the second all-star goalie behind uh kyle burnlor you're kidding yourself he's been sensational this year um and i mean i think the biggest thing that I'm wanting to to like take away from this is seeing if there's any improvements from the cannons face-off unit, uh, getting a chance to go up against Trevor Baptiste. That's the biggest thing that I think the cannons are lacking. Uh, Drew Simino looked great for them. I would be surprised if he's not the guy that gets the nod to start this game. Um, and if I'm the cannons and they continue to play well, like that's something I'm looking at 
come like the trade deadline is there any face-off guy that i can you know improve and and potentially nab to make our team better do they trade for trevor baptiste who knows who it depends on how atlas ends up you know playing the rest of the season but um i i'm excited for this matchup because they're two like growing teams and i just want to see how they continue to like build upon the way they've been playing yeah, I, I do think that the Cannons should have this game locked down uh, just because of the, they should have a lot of confidence coming from that game against the Whipsnakes last week. And Paul Rabel back at Johns Hopkins, same story as Kyle Harrison. He's going to want to perform in front of his alma mater. And I, I just really like this Cannons team. They're just so fun. Lyle Thompson is everything we expected him to be in the PLL and more. Uh, again, Nick Morocco has been playing out of his damn mind in cage. They have a staunch defense in front of him. Their midfield is looking nice. Really, if they went out and traded for Trevor Baptiste, I think they would be one of the most complete teams in the league and could make a deep playoff push. And that would be another Atlas player poached, making them the Johns Hopkins team. Oh, well, not Johns Hopkins. What am I talking about? The, uh, Baptiste's uh, Denver. I, I know that this was just – there was a brain freeze there. Um, Atlas is like a them, Denver team more so Atlas than a Johns 2. Hopkins 0. team now. True. True. There's, I think there's like four um, Denver guys on the, the Atlas roster, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to pull that up right now, actually. Give, give him a quick color change. Give him the, the Denver Burgundy or Maroon or whatever. It's like a – Yeah, so there's Trevor, Eric Law. Um, I know there's somebody else. Trevor Baptiste, Eric Law, Danny Logan. So is it the same amount of Denver guys as Hopkins guys? Yeah, same amount of Denver guys as Hopkins guys on Atlas. And by notoriety, I'd... I kind of want to see, uh... I, I see a, uh, a mock-up of Trevor Baptiste in, like, the, the Atlas uniform, but the, a color swap to be the Denver colors. I think that would be pretty cool. Just put him in an Archer's orange uniform and call it a day. <laughs> Or just do that. Make it real simple for everyone. Real easy right there. Um, and then the final game of the weekend, 245. It'll be Chrome Whip Snakes. Like we said, it just sucks that Chrome is so injured. Because if they weren't, this game would be so much better than it's going to be, in my opinion. And who knows? Chrome might come out and shock the world and upset the Whip Snakes. But uh, Whip Snakes playing on Friday night, going by our metrics and everything that happens. If you win on Friday night, you win on Sunday. So ipso facto, if the whip snakes win on Friday, go and hammer the whip snakes to win on Sunday, because that's just how the math has been checking out all season. Uh, I'm intrigued by the face-off matchup in this game. You got Connor Farrell against Joe Nardella. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So, Joe's going to have his hands full this weekend getting matchups against Trevor Baptiste and Connor Farrell. Um, but other than that, it just sucks that Chrome is so injured. They got to find their stride as well going into this weekend because 
if they don't figure it out, <laughs> Chrome and Chaos are going to be fighting for like who doesn't make the playoffs and who ends up getting the number one pick. They're both 0-3, or Chrome is 0-2, Chaos is 0-3, uh, both with like massively negative goal differentials at minus 8 and minus 12. And the crazy part is Chrome's goal differential is third worst in the league behind Atlas because of that drudging they got on opening weekend against Archers. Um, but the, the Chrome and Chaos, if they don't win this weekend, it's going to be... Uh, more so for chaos because they'll be zero and four at literally like halfway point, pretty much for them. Um, there's going to be a lot of talks and a lot of rumblings about like the trade deadline and and poaching guys from chaos and Chrome heading into the second half of the season. And if you're chaos and you go zero and four to start the year, and a team like you know. I don't even know who <laughs> because the goalie's been so good. But like, if you're trying to win a championship, you'd have to expect every single team is picking up the phone, calling Andy Towers and saying, what will it take for me to get blaze off your roster? Yep. I mean, again, I can see Nat doing that with, uh, with an offer of Tim Troutner and maybe a draft pick for Blaze Reardon. But at the same time, it's Tim Troutner, and he's a great goalkeeper. So, But we, this is something we've talked about in the past. Uh, this would be the second year in a row that Chaos would start a season 0-4. So you definitely w- would see want to see them try to win this weekend, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. And with It's Cohen, a must-win for them. It's a must-win. It's oh, it's absolutely a must-win for both of these clubs, and for Chrome, it's kind of like, are we regressing to the first season of the PLL again? Is that what's going on this year, just because of injuries? Because you'd have to assume that yeah. their their dip in quality is only due to their lack of good of players, and not because everybody has just turned into the base version of themselves, and with none of the nuance that made them such a special team last year. So I'm, I'm assuming once they get their players back, they're going to kick it back into high gear. So I would expect Chrome to reject most of the trade offers that come their way, but chaos, I would see them being the biggest dealers of the trade deadline. I mean, that's a hundred percent why Chrome is regressing is their injuries. They bet on drafting JT Giles Harris coming in and being like a, a piece of their defense. And then he gets hurt in the NCAA tournament hasn't suited up for them. You have a, a shit ton of injuries across the board. Gutterding just hasn't been what he was the first two years of the league. And who knows if that's just because of, you know, chemistry issues and like just trying to figure things out. He needs to step up this weekend. And I mean, it's more so a must win for chaos this weekend than Chrome, because at least Chrome, like this is only their third game where chaos would fall to zero and four and you'd have to literally like win out in order to uh, even think about the playoffs. If you're chaos, I, I just need to see like <laughs> what the game plan is going to be for Chrome, especially since they're playing against whip snakes. Uh, I just don't see how either of these teams, like, 
I think Chaos has a better chance to beat the Redwoods than Chrome does to beat Whip Snakes this weekend, just because both Redwoods and Chaos are like so depleted injury wise. Um, Whip Snakes are just so dominant. Like we've said for years now, <laughs> until Whip Snakes lose a game, we've said this since August 25th of 2019. Until Whip Snakes lose again, you can't pick against them. And what better way to segue into our gambling picks than that? Our gambling picks presented by Bet Underground. It's our gambling thing on Twitter where we tweet out gambling picks and retweet a bunch of gambling stuff. And it's not a sports book uh, because we don't have a sports book sponsor, but we're getting all the lines from the PLL's official sports book sponsor that we're not going to say the name of because they don't sponsor us and we don't give free ads. Um, so. First game, Friday night, under the lights, Atlas Whip Snakes. We talked about it a little bit. The spread right now, Whip Snakes are minus two and a half at my and the uh the the line there is minus one forty three plus one twelve if you bet the Atlas there. The over under is twenty four and a half. And then money line wise, Atlas are plus two forty five, Whip Snakes are minus three thirty five. If you're doing anything there, you're crazy, but I mean, if you want to bet the farm on <laughs> Whip Snakes money line because they just haven't lost, sure. But those odds are yucky, and you have to bet a lot of money to win not a lot of money. Um, I guess your best bet in this game, if you had to make one, is Whip Snakes minus two and a half. Yeah, I mean, unless you want to do like a parlay and add Whip's money line to it, because that's a certified lock. See, I the annoying say. thing is DraftKings doesn't give you but, like a same game parlay. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about like a, an entire weekend parlay. Oh, well, there was a weird thing. I was trying to do that for I was trying to do that for Atlanta and it wouldn't let me add certain games. I was like, what are we doing here? Like, let me bet on every single game of the weekend as a as a parlay. Like, come on. Get it together. Get it together. Yeah, but if I'm taking anything in this game, I'm I'm taking whips spread whips money line. Just I'm I, I'm not touching this game. That's that's all I got to say. I'm not touching it. Yeah. But stay away from this game. But if you had to make a pick, I'd say whips. whips minus two and a half or just parlay like whips money line with something else. Uh, Saturday is where the fun happens. Chaos Redwoods. Redwoods are minus two and a half uh, and it's minus 121. Uh, Chaos are plus two and a half at minus 106. The over under is 20 and a half. Chaos, if you wanted to get risky, they're plus 200 on the money line. Redwoods are minus 265. Uh, the best bet of this game is over 20 and a half. Like, smash that to the moon because yeah. it's Easily. there's no chance that this game is under 20 and a half goals. Yeah, I'm taking that over. I'm taking Redwood's money line, and I'm taking Chaos spread because I think it'll be a close one. Yeah, uh, I mean, Chaos be being two and a half goals. Chaos being plus two and a half is intriguing. Um, I just don't know what Chaos team is going to show up. That's the thing that like I can't trust. And it's a exactly. new Chaos offense again, like Josh Byrne and like some of the guys, like Dane Smith is there, but like you don't know what these new guys that are going to get integrated are going to do. So, I mean, 
at least you have the Redwoods offense. I'd say go Redwoods minus two and a half, if anything. But last week goes to show you that you can't really trust that either, and especially with a depleted defense. So I'd go over. Like That is the best bet of the entire weekend is over 20 and a half goals in Chaos Redwoods. And then if you're feeling risky, just do Chaos Moneyline. Because plus two hundred, that's that's yeah. pretty quality in terms of PLL betting. Um, so yeah, I'd take that in a heartbeat. But my my bet of the weekend is Redwoods Chaos over twenty and a half. Uh, let's go to the nightcap. Archers Water Dogs. The Archers are minus one and a half at minus one forty three. Water Dogs are plus one and a half at plus one twelve. The over under is twenty five and a half. And then Archers are money line at, let me see what this says, minus 182. And then the Water Dogs are plus 142. They're thinking this game is going to be a lot closer than I think a lot of people are expecting. Uh, I trust the Archers defense more probably than anybody. I love their defense. So, I mean, I'm smashing Archers minus one and a half and Archers money line. But, I mean, if you're going to bet the money line, you might as well bet Archers minus one and a half in this game. That's what I like. Archers are going to win minus one and a half. Book it. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% agreeing with you there. I'm taking Archers spread. I'm also taking the under because I don't think they're going to breach 25 goals. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from the over-under in this game just because I don't know what's going to happen defensively yeah. for the Water Dogs. Um, but if you but, want to touch that, I would not touch the over. Yeah, it's, I mean, you can kind of just because that Archer's offense is lethal. Like, they can pop off at any time. I just wouldn't recommend it. That is also um, true. I would, I would just hammer Archer's minus one and a half. That's like second best bet of the weekend. Um Sunday games, Atlas Cannons. We've got uh, Atlas at plus one and a half is plus 105. Cannons minus one and a half at minus 134. The over-under is 21 and a half. Uh, and then Atlas are plus 130 on the money line. Cannons are minus 167 on the money line. I like Cannons minus one and a half here. Like That is just a tasty little treat right there parlay of the week might be Redwoods chaos over archers minus one and a half cannons minus one and a half. That's my, that's my parlay of the week. I think. Yeah. Uh, sorry if you hear my dog in the background here, but uh, your dog's yeah, just I'm mad taking, that I picked. I'm taking cannons. Your dog's just mad yeah, that she, we picked uh, against the water dogs. Didn't take the water dogs. Exactly. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking Cannon's money line here. I, I think that's a good lock. I also like them. Their spread minus one and a half. I just I like the Cannons this weekend, regardless. It, if I, I don't think there's many games that I'm gonna differentiate money line and spread from, except for uh, Woods Chaos. That's the one thing that I'm varying on. But yeah, I'm taking Cannons all the way on both of those. Yeah, I mean. Cannon's money line is very close to what Cannon's spread is. So, I mean, if you're feeling like you think Cannons are going to win by two goals, take the the spread. Otherwise, you might want to go money line. 
um, just to say that they're just going to win because it's not that difference. Minus 167 on the money line compared to minus 134 on the spread. Um, either of those I- I'd put in there. Um, yeah, I'm going to actually change it. So my parlay of the weekend is going to be Chaos Redwoods over, Archers minus one and a half, Cannon's money line if DK lets me do that. So stay tuned. You'll know if it lets me do that yeah, because we'll tweet it out. We'll tweet it out. Uh, final game of the weekend, Whip Sinks Chrome. Whip Sinks are minus two and a half favorites. It's minus 160, 167. Uh, Chrome at plus two and a half is plus 130. The over-under is 24 and a half. Whip Sinks minus 385 on the money line. Gross. Plus 275 for Chrome on the money line. Uh, I'd say over 24 and a half is a a decent bet in this game. Um, this just is because another one that I'm not touching, to be honest. Whipsnakes can score at will, so that's why I don't mind the over in this game. Um, and Chrome have the ability to score, and we've seen them score two pointers as well. Which, thank goodness, uh, DraftKings fixed the uh, the over under and the way that it's calculated. So uh, I wouldn't mind sprinkling the over in this in this game. But I don't love it. Like I love the three picks I gave. So let, let's go through it. Our best bets of the week. We'll have all of our bets tweeted out on social, and it'll be on Instagram at OTB Laxpod. So you'll know our bets before the games start tomorrow. Um, but your best bet parlay of the weekend. Make it a three leg parlay like mine. So I went over in Chaos Redwoods. I went minus one and a half with archers and then cannons uh money line yeah i'm taking uh over in the woods game i'm also taking woods money line and then archer spread so my parlay puts it at plus 390 i'm curious if it's gonna let me do yeah so you can't add that but what, I can what are all these rules with DraftKings, really? Like I don't know. Like it won't know. let me add a Friday game, but I can do Saturday Sundays combined. Um mm. so I might add Whip Snake's money line in there just because against Chrome. Um, because it takes it from plus three ninety to plus five seventeen by adding Whip Snake's money line in there. And if you feel really nice about Whip Snake's, you add the spread at minus two and a half. And it makes it plus 683. Yeah. I mean, my bet with Whipsnakes Chrome is subject to change uh, considering how the game on Friday will go. Because should Atlas pull off the upset of all upsets and beat Whipsnakes, I'd have to take the Chrome uh, on Sunday just because yeah. you don't have that. First of all, you don't have the uh, the Friday win factor going into Sunday, and that's also true. that's another that's the first loss in damn near two years for uh, in two years for Whoop Snakes. August so twenty that they'd have to come on fast and and thick. Like August twenty fifth, twenty nineteen was the last time Whoop Snakes lost. Uh, just, just give them a loss. <laughs> give them two losses in the same weekend. Why don't you? What was your uh what was your parlay again? Because I'll get the odds for it as of right now as we record. Uh it was 
Woods Chaos over Woods money line and then Archer's spread. And then Archer's spread. Um why is it not showing me the odds? Oh, here we go. Uh so <laughs> let's see. That's at plus three twenty two for your parlay. Pretty good. I like those odds. And if you decided to sprinkle in Cannon's money line, it puts it at plus five seventy six, but it also says on DraftKings that the selected outcomes cannot be combined. Um so yeah. We'll tweet out our parlays of the week. We'll tweet out our bet, our uh, overall bets, and we'll keep track of our records and everything at OTB LaxPod uh, on Twitter and Instagram. I'll give the floor to Harrison to give his thoughts on Vegas lacrosse real quick to uh, round us out since he wasn't on uh, Tuesday's episode. But shout out to Las Vegas lacrosse again. Their uh, their social media manager is absolutely electric. Retweeted and quote tweeted and told the masses to listen to our episode uh which was a banger and a half so go listen to that if you haven't already shout out to dj uh who had been on three straight shows but he'll be back don't worry he's he's gonna be regularly on the show i'd say uh throughout this pll season but harrison your thoughts on uh vegas lacrosse yeah i love it the fact that they're bringing in the great one and steve nash and all these phenomenal owners to bring lacrosse to the desert in a new thriving sports community. I, I think it's an amazing move, and I'm just counting down the days until we get an actual name and logo for this team because I think we can get something great out of that. Uh, and, I mean, Vegas is going to be really conducive to lacrosse, seeing how they took to hockey. Uh, well, the Vegas Golden Knights are playing right now as we record this on the brink of elimination. Uh their, their fan base is rabid. They're diehard. They're ready to ride or die for every single team that comes their way. And I think that this ownership group combined with the location, combined with the fans, and addition to that Western Conference, I, I don't see how this team could possibly bring up any negatives in the league. I think it's win-win-win for everybody involved. I need uh, details about a 16th team being added because the the fact that going into 2022-2023, we're going to have seven teams in the Western Conference irks my entire being. That's too many teams for this league. That that is literally almost half the league in one conference. Uh, So we need to figure that out in terms of just like geographic locations and stuff like that. Give us a Midwest give us like a mountain region or something give, where you put give me an indianapolis team that's all I'm saying. i mean give me a mountain region that's colorado calgary panther city and vegas and and call it a day and then we'll have the west coast we'll have the east and we'll have the the north division as well but figure that out so my ocd doesn't go crazy um yeah. and like i even amount of teams like yeah, I hate I hate when leagues have an odd amount of teams. That is why it I'm drives me crazy. NHL's getting thirty two again. It's just a, it's just a bad look for like a, a league to have. Like I know that everything's good for the NLL, but I just don't like the odd number. I I it just irks me. Uh, I don't know if you saw the corporate sponsors that are coming on board with Vegas. 
we we talked about this on the episode that came out on Tuesday. Um, but I just want your your reaction because it'll probably get gift. Uh, so I was watching the press conference. One, it was live streamed on Twitch, which I really enjoyed uh, because that seems like something the league might be targeting once their Bleacher Report contract is up. Potentially, I don't know. Should. This is all speculation, by the way. This is not like any news I know. That's just the first time I had seen anything NLL wise on Twitch. Um, so that got the brain running. And then the two logos on display uh, for the press conference. Number one, you'll get a kick out of this one, uh, was Sleeper, the fantasy sports app. Really? Sleeper was the corporate. They they name dropped them uh, in the press conference as a corporate sponsor of Las Vegas lacrosse. And to me... To me, that just means we're getting fantasy NLL on an app. Oh, damn. <laughs> I didn't even. Oh, let's go. Because sleeper is like the number one fit. Like that's what the fantasy footballers use. So like, oh, hello, God. fantasy lacrosse on a legit app on a legit like database. That's going to be upkept and like bug free on a clean data, like clean layout app. What up sleeper? And then the other one, the other uh, corporate sponsor, I don't want to say their name wrong. No free shout outs, but where is it? You know, I'm just going to search it because I think I know what it is. Yes, uh, Flexa, which is the f- fastest, most fraud-proof payment network in the world. It is um, doing some... Re- it's crypto-based. So we're going to have... My, my thought process behind it is people are going to have the ability to pay for tickets and stuff with crypto. I mean, that's cool and all. I just don't... I don't hate it. I don't hate it from a league perspective because no, the fact that the NLL is getting into it shows like that, like these like Silicon Valley type companies are realizing like the legitimacy of the NLL. Yeah, that's 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 huge for the league. It's just, you know, personal feelings towards crypto and all that's like, it's more you know. so it's more so like a crypto wallet, I'd say. Uh, if okay. I'm not mistaken, it's kind of like. Some of these other ones, like no free shout outs, but it, it kind of reminds me of like Blockfolio in a way where like you can track all that kind of stuff and kind of how like Cash App has like stuff for crypto and everything. Um, so that's what I kind of took away from it. It um, It's interesting. I, I'm not like mad about it. I think it's a it's a move that fits Vegas. And um, trying to see because I didn't really get a chance to read the press release about it on the pod. Um, so the the CEO and co-founder of Flexa said at Flexa, we're working to make commerce better for people all over the world with a faster, safer and easier way to pay. The owners of Las Vegas lacrosse are sports legends and entrepreneurs who share the spirit 
and box lacrosse is a fast-paced exciting sport that we are excited to engage with more over time particularly in las vegas uh we look forward to working with them now and in the future blah 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 blah. so flex is the world's fastest and most fraud proof payments network helping merchants around the world accept dozens of digital currencies including cryptocurrencies like bitcoin ethereum dogecoin zcash uh instantly and with zero fraud through this strategic relationship flex is expanding its presence in the las vegas valley as it continues to help consumers unlock the power of their digital assets in stores restaurants at the fuel pump and more so yeah it when i read that that basically told me like you're going to be able to like purchase tickets and like in the arena you're going to be able to purchase like you know stuff at the concession stands and at the the merch stores and stuff you're going to be able to just pay like with your crypto wallet that's pretty cool if you're into that i guess uh, yeah. it, again it just shows that more people are hopping on the nll bandwagon and that's phenomenal yeah so i mean one if we get games streamed on twitch please i beg you i need that out in indiana because like i have been trying to get wings content for so long twitch would be two, the way to go two sleeper that that was the biggest takeaway i had was sleeper being on board with Las Vegas lacrosse with what I assume is the league in general. Let's fucking go. Like that's just yeah. instant. I said it on Tuesday with DJ. I said it's instant content. You're going to have fantasy players of the week. You're going to have fantasy God. leagues. We'll have an OTP fantasy league. Like it's, it's just easy content. Like let's just roll. Let's go. I've been waiting for fantasy lacrosse for so damn long. Yeah, I'm pumped. Um, any final thoughts going into Baltimore, which will be there in less than 24 hours? Uh, give me lacrosse at Homewood. Give me Whips Atlas. Give me Chaos Redwoods. Just give it to me all. I'm excited to get back to live lacrosse in person uh, after that great experience at Gillette, and we roll. We fucking roll. Uh, you'll see us at some point at Jimmy Seafood. That's all I'm saying. It's a half hour from our hotel. I did the the driving. I did the math. Um, my car is getting fixed as we speak from the happenings in Boston. <laughs> um, um, so hopefully no more bullshit like that happens on a two hour drive to our hotel in Baltimore. Um, please. <laughs> And uh, Jimmy Seafood, I know you're active on social media. You ignored our tweet, but you will see OTB at Jimmy Seafood, and we want it. We want to say hi. So we, we do uh, want to say hi. Shout uh, out to and, uh, shout out my big who will, who will be down in Baltimore. Sam, can't wait to see you out there. So I'm pumped for Baltimore. I'm pumped to go back to Homewood. Pumped for Kyle Harrison's final appearance at Homewood as a professional. It's going to be electric. Shout out to the goat and. Uh, Shout out to the listeners. You guys are the damn best listeners on the planet. And uh, make sure you guys are following us on social media at OTB Laxpod on Twitter and Instagram. We are currently on the road to 1,300 followers. I know it's super small, but hey, we're growing at a faster pace uh, than we have in the past. We were at 1,100 like three weeks ago. Yeah, the giveaway definitely boosted us up. So shout out to our giveaway winner. That jersey is on its way. I just got the notification as we were recording, uh, but we are Ryland Reese followers away from 1300. We're at 1,229. Let's, I said the goal is to get to 1300 
by All-Star Weekend. So we are well on our way to that. And my goal by the end of the season is for us to get to like 1700. So let's make it happen. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend, follow us on social at OTB Laxpod. Follow Harrison on Twitter at HarryGK83. Follow Dom on Twitter at Wash Lifestyle. Follow DJ on Twitter. We're plugging DJ's Twitter because he deserves way more Twitter followers than he has. It's at SCS underscore next great which I'm pretty sure stands for Sports Center's next great. Um, I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But follow DJ. He's dropping super hot fire content, lacrosse takes on Twitter. Uh, and you can follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know your, your opinions and thoughts going into Homewood how you feel about your your team you root for heading into this week, and uh, let us know what players you want to have on the show. We have a special guest coming up on the podcast uh, probably after Long Island, I'd say, because it'll be a break for us, maybe during All-Star, before All-Star, at some point, very soon. We're going to have a very kick-ass guest on the pod. Uh, we kind of teased it on Tuesday's episode, so if you want to know, go listen to that episode. Um, but very excited for, for that guest. Um, five stars only on Apple Podcasts, though, because we have standards. We know you do, too. And uh, Bozos never win. So let's get back to five out of five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can check us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And we'll be back Sunday night when we get home from Baltimore, recapping every gosh dang thing that happened at homewood and uh it's gonna be one hell of a time so thank you to our sponsors who make this happen tomahawk shades stateside vodka and kenwood beer tomahawkshades.com promo code usp gets you 25 percent off your entire order at tomahawkshades.com stateside vodka get the party pack of the vodka sodas and uh if you want to support the boys get the one liter bottles of vodka at statesidevodka.com and use code usp at checkout Got to be 21 or older to purchase, and please drink responsibly. And uh, our friends at Kenwood Beer, use the Kenny Tracker at KenwoodBeer.com to see who's got Kenwood on tap, and you got to be 21 or older to enjoy. And please drink responsibly. This has been episode 174 of the Outside the Box podcast, part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For Harrison, I'm KB. We'll see you suckers in Baltimore. Peace. You want to die.